It's the Dog Cast, episode number 91. Hey, dog fans, welcome back to the Dogcast. It's episode 91. I know, old dog, we've been on a break, man. We've been on a break for 12 days. And I tell you, we've got some listeners out there who got a little, they're getting a little freaky, man. Getting a little freaky without the Dogcast, buddy. We have become a reliable source for these guys, and they're getting a little taste of what it's like uh, when we're on hiatus. And I think people are not liking it. Well, they just need to realize when there's nothing to say, we ain't saying it. That's right. When there's nothing to say, we don't talk. They just hear our brains rattle. And, by the I mean, you know, to be fair, I was pretty much out of town. I've been out of town for about nine days. So that kind of put a cramp in our style. That that was that was the real reason why we really weren't doing anything. Even if I'd wanted to say something, we didn't have we couldn't have said much over the past couple of weeks. I've been no, out of the and, and the fact is, there's really not a whole lot to talk about. Just added to it. You're right. You're right. You know, I mean, we're not going to go off like these these dog vendors, you know, and say that you know Trey battles and and. And triple A or double A or no, come on. You know, now, see, whatever it is, you know, because the boys are all American. You're stealing my point. Alcoholic. You're stealing my well, point. You know, that's well, just because I'm on top of things. Old dog, you just jumped right out there and took like the funniest thing out of segment one. You just blew it up in the first like sixty seconds. I of the know, show. but but you really need and and you need to go cold turkey on the dog fan. I know. It is a bad habit. I mean, watching the dog vent, reading the dog vent, it is a bad habit. There's no doubt about it. But old dog, let me... Because, I mean, no matter what the age of the dog venter is, he's got the mentality of like about an eight-year-old. Well, he's like an eight-year-old. He's kind of like an eight-year-old, and he's kind of like a pedophile, too. I mean, thanks to our friend Tracy. Tracy calls them pedophiles, you know what I mean? Because they're focused on the the youth of America. They're more interested in in the recruits than they are actual football. And what I'm really hoping is, though, most of our intelligent listeners are saying, what in the hell are they talking about? I don't what even know what the dog, dog vent is. is. I know, right? So if you we're don't not. Know. So we're never. So this is it. We're never ever going to mention it again. Well, listen. And I've at least got to tell I my joke. I want you to say it. No, I want you to say it. We've got to tell I want our you joke. To say, I'm never going to talk about the dog vent. After ever I again. Get, after I get this joke out, damn it. Okay, now listen. Okay. Quentin Moses and Trey Battle were selected for the Associated Press All-American team, APAA. Now, here's the joke. For all you that didn't see this, there were there was a thread that went back and forth for days on the dog vent about Trey Battle being in AA. 
Okay. And it is so sad that you are looking at it for days. No, I was look, it is. once the it show is. got it's started, I had thing. to track but it. But go ahead. I'm go tracking ahead. it. There were fans out there, there were dog venters out there. I can't call them fans. Dog venters out there that thought Trey Battle and AA being in the same sentence meant that Trey Battle had entered some kind of twelve step program to get over his alcoholism. That was the rumor. Because Trey Battle is an AA. And they couldn't make the jump from AA to All-American. So I, I use that to demonstrate the fact, you know, the, the level of mentality of your average dog venter. And if there are any dog cast listeners out there who are avid, hardcore dog venters, if you look in the mirror and you there, really there think hard about it. Yeah, but if and there I think, are, think And I think they it. should all, and right now I think they should all take the pledge with you that will never, ever dog vent again I because pledge. the only people on the dog vent are booger eating morons <laughs> who are misinformed let's say it together let's say the only people on the dog vent are booger eating morons booger eating morons and i will never bring up the dog vent again i'm over my my i'm over my thing with the dog vent so, moving right along, dog fans, you can tell we're, we don't have a whole lot to talk about. But let's do talk. Here's an update that people want to know about Charles Johnson, old dog Charles Johnson. Everybody wants to know if he's going to the pros. Dog vent, we got the, I mean, did I just say dog vent? Oh, oh, you did. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, 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 Dog cast. Oh, dog cast, we've got the hookup. Listen, Charles Johnson has filed for the NFL draft. He's filed the preliminary paperwork, which allows the NCAA to do a draft projection where they tell what round they project that he will go in. But having said that and having filed that paperwork, he says he is a strong lean towards staying. He understands that this is a strong crop of defensive ends this year. He will be worth more if he comes out on a thin year like next year is projected to be. He has another year under his belt. The dog cast, old dog, do you agree with me? The dog cast can come out now and and say that we are officially projecting Charles Johnson will absolutely stay for his senior year. No. I think you Under will. no circumstances can we say that. I'm telling you. I'm going out on a limb. I'm telling you he's going to stay. There's it's no doubt in my all, mind. It's all going to depend on the greenbacks, baby. Well, you're right. And because if he does leave, we'll wish him well. that's the reason. Because that's the reason that we all went to college. That's right. We went to college to because when we got out to make the greenbacks, and if he's projected, uh, you know, to be a first or second rounder, you know, I think he ought to go because he could end up like our boy Quentin Moses, who probably by staying an extra year uh, and having what turned out to be not a very good season, uh, you know, probably decreased his value in the draft. Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, he at least he he certainly didn't improve himself or improve his standing by staying another year. There's no doubt about that. But and, that's the rule. Uh, you, I'm you telling know, you, I think attitude. Charles Johnson is going to stay. Well, I hope he does from a fan's point of view. Uh, you know, from a personal point of view for him, uh, I I hope that he makes millions and millions of dollars, whether he comes out this year or next year. I agree. Uh, I'd love to see him in the red and black again, but if he chooses to go on to the pros, uh, certainly no hard feelings, and uh, we wish the best for him, just like we would any other uh, 
bulldog going on to the next level. That's exactly right. And, and it doesn't matter when they leave. We always wish the best for them. I never have, and I never have understood this thing where fans get mad at players for leaving early. Because believe me, boys, we understand if your ass could get paid, you should get paid because you could get hurt. And you should not give up your payday and and your 12 to 15 years of stinking work. You know, you shouldn't give that up for, you know, I mean, you know, it's just basic economics. Basic economics. I mean, you know, the way I think about it, when I finished up my junior year up there at Georgia, if one of the big eight firms had come and, uh, you know, said, hey, old dog, we really need you. You are the best damn auditor I've ever seen in my life. Uh, here's $30 million if you sign right now. <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking, well, I probably would have said, you know, I really owe it to the school to stay one more year. They, they deserve you know, come it. Come on. Let's be realistic. Exactly. That's exactly right. So, you know, whether whether he stays or goes, more power to him. I hope he stays. But if not, there'll be someone else in his spot rushing the quarterback and tackling. You're not kidding about that. And I tell you what, speaking of other guys in his spot, let's. a lot of people are interested in our recruiting class. Old Dog, I know you've been studying this offensive line. We have gone crazy, which something rare for us, actually. We've gone crazy on rating JUCO offensive linemen. You know, something it's something we needed to do. We saw the need, and we've seized on it. We took three guys down from Georgia Military College. You want to give us a little rundown on these offensive linemen, starting with your well, favorite man, Vince Vaughn? Well, you know, I'm just – I'm so excited that Vince Vaughn is coming. Oh, I'm telling uh, you. You know, I think he is just going to be great in the locker room. I mean, you know, not – and I didn't know he was this tall. You know, I mean, and they say, you know, on the screen – you know, that it adds weight and, you know, I guess shrinks you down. But, I mean, you know, I had no idea he was six, seven, three hundred 300 pounds. Did you know that he was black? I mean, when you see him in Wedding Crashers, you just don't you don't think that he's a black guy. You know, there's some kink to his hair. Yeah, that's true. But, no, I did not know he was African-American. Oh, you know, I mean, I, and that just shows you, that just shows you what Hollywood can do. I think... You might have Vince Vaughn confused with... I mean, we're talking Al Jolson in reverse. I think you might have him confused with Vince Vance, the incoming offensive lineman to the University of Georgia. I think his name might be Vince Vance. Maybe I do. In addition to Vince Vance, old dog, we've got another guy, um, Haverkamp, 6'5", 303 pounds coming in. Plus, you got these other guys, Jarius Wynn and Corvey Irvin, all coming from Georgia Military College. And, you know, the good news is these kids have played together, old dog. So we don't have yeah. quite the problem we have on uptake, bringing these guys in immediately. Well, I think that's a plus. And, you know, unfortunately, probably the worst thing they got going for them is they got that idiot of a coach, Neil Calloway, uh, you know, who should have been out on his ass. Uh, you know, at the at the end of the season, uh, you know, Coach Rick apparently can't pull the trigger. And, uh, you know, I'm going to lobby again. You know, Callaway has not done this well. Uh, our offensive line is in shambles. We are, you know, going out. We're hoping to you know, stop that measure to get these guys in. And, uh, you know, he should have been gone. I agree. You know, I said it. I mean, our offensive line is a shambles. I mean, shambles. he has done – he has done a piss poor job as 
offensive line coach. I'm not even going to call him an offensive coordinator because that's just some kind of title to get him a few more bucks. Well, uh, you know, he really doesn't do anything that an offensive coordinator does, you know, as far as call plays and stuff. The one thing he is solely responsible for is the offensive line, the recruiting, and the offering of scholarships, and he has failed miserably, absolutely miserably at his task. And in real life, in the real world, when you fail miserably at your job, you don't have it anymore. Yeah, unless you're Ray. Well, you know, Ray Goff lost his job, and you know he gets like half a million dollars a year for the rest of his life. But yeah, it, but but he doesn't have any effect on the team anymore. That's true. But you know, you got to say though, and I know Neil Calloway didn't have anything to do with this, but picking up five JUCO offensive linemen, including three that have already got a bond and already have got playing time together. That's a pretty smooth move, man. That gets my X-Flex Smooth Move Award. It's a real plus for us, but unfortunately, it has kind of gone against everything we have done in the past, which shows that we are, you know, we're scrambling of, you know, what Coach Callaway's, you know, idea is, which apparently, best I can figure, is roaming hospitals to try to find big kids with shoulder problems. (laughs) I'm telling you what. Okay, old dog. What about Caleb King and Logan Gray, our two authentic four-star guys? You know, rivals. I know you don't hey, want me to. That's, we're, we're national championship. We got them. Hey, that's it. Absolutely. But we've got everybody wants to know. You know, rivals has got us our recruiting class, our '07 class coming in, ranked number two in the country, and Scouts.com's got us ranked number three in the country. You know, yeah, old dog. And Florida, and Florida's ahead of us. Yeah. But anybody who's listened to the Dogcast for more than one calendar year knows that I don't really give a crap about recruiting. Um, because until, no, I, and, as I've said I before, me and, I guess me and Neil Calloway, <laughs> me and Neil Calloway, we don't care about recruiting. But the point is, my point is, you ain't crap until you made a play between the hedges. You know, I'm just, I'm, I get, I just don't get excited about players until they make plays inside Sanford Stadium. Because until you make a play inside Sanford Stadium, it, it's all talk, you know? Oh, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, again, on that, it's, it's fun and it keeps, you know, football alive during the doldrums. Uh, you know, this may be indoor gymnastics season. I'm not sure. But, you know, it does give you something to talk about. It does let you have a little bit of victory over your rivals. You know, when we get a kid that, you know, is looking at an Auburn or looking at a Florida, you know, vice versa. But, again, you don't, you know, this the star rating and stuff, you don't know how these kids are going to turn out. You have absolutely no idea, you know, what's going to happen to them in the next four years as they mature. You know, they could turn into a great citizen like David Pollock, or they could go the way of, you know, one of Virginia Tech's alumni's, Mike Vick's brother, you know, the the gun-toting, drug-taking pedophile that he is. Thug Mansion, baby. Um, You know. You never know. know. And that's why I don't get excited about recruits. That's why I don't get excited about recruits. And and if I remember, if I remember correctly, I don't think the winningest quarterback in college football history came out of uh, Snellville, 
with a uh, five-star rating. I'm I am 100% positive that nobody ever heard of David Green. You know, they weren't picking him big on Rivals before he came to Georgia. But yeah. uh, you know, that's so, the I mean, there. It's fun. It's fun to look at, and uh, you know, but you don't know how these kids are going to mature. It's kind of like when the pros, you know, pick a guy out of out of college. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times it's all potential, and sometimes you live up to it, and sometimes you don't. No doubt. Well, um, I tell you what, old dog, let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about the all-SEC teams, the all-American teams, and see what's going on with that. Plus, I've got uh, a couple of videos I want to tell you about, and... I'm going to be taking another trip out of the bunker this week uh, to cover some Georgia Bulldog news live, reporting for some Georgia Bulldog news. So we'll be right back after the break. Stand by, dog fans. Thanks for listening.
Okay, old dog. So I was saying about my little extracurricular. I'm taking a field trip tomorrow, old dog. Um, Coach Rick, I know you are. But, you know, tomorrow is the... They're having a Shrine Bowl, which for those of you from not around here, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, whatever, the Shrine Bowl is the North Carolina versus South Carolina high school football game. It's a marquee event for high school football players in North Carolina and South Carolina. And out of all the college coaches they could have gotten, like, I don't know, Steve Spurrier and Tommy Bowden and Butch Davis, the newly uh, coach over there in North Carolina, they got... Coach Mark Rick to come and speak. He's going to be the keynote speaker at the Shrine Bowl banquet. And furthermore, this is why I'm going, old dog, because before the banquet, Kevin Hines, who is the University of Georgia chaplain, and Coach Rick are having a private reception just for Georgia fans at the Marriott in downtown Spartanburg. I'm actually going to be at that as well. So it's going to be wow. a good opportunity you know, for me to hand out a little dogcast card, get some little video, a little uh, audio maybe or something like that. You know, what if, does Coach Rick will have on his dogcast t-shirt? Maybe he will, man. Dogcast is everywhere, dude. So I'm going to try to slip Coach Rick another card. You know, he got a card at the Athens tailgate that where the students uh, were here in Athens a couple weeks ago. I'm going to slip him a card up in South Carolina. He's going to think we're everywhere, you know? Because we are everywhere, well, baby. I mean, speaking, speaking of us being everywhere, uh, I was amazed to hear a report that a Dogcast sticker showed up on one of the red and black newspaper dispensers close to Bolton Hall. And I think what has happened is they brought in the ATF, and apparently there is a wild bunch of ninjas <laughs> running around the university putting dog cast stickers places, and the ATF oh, has my come God. in and is putting a damn stop to it. Old dog. Now, you did not have to go out there with the ninja story, man. I had I said, to. Now, <laughs> I had to because it just, I tell you what, it is just, I mean, Holy it crap. is hysterical. We got to break the ninja story. A bunch, of, a bunch of damn junior G man somehow made it to the University of Georgia, saw some poor fat kid running across the jogging you know, across the quad in his ninja outfit and immediately sprang into action thinking that I guess that the Chinese were trying to take over or, or ninja Japanese. I'm not sure. Wait a second, old dog. Wait, wait, wait. Man, or, I know. Wait a minute. Ninjas, ninjas are actually in fig. Aren't they turtles? <laughs> old dog, we got to back up now. We got listeners in Washington D.C. and Australia and California. Not everybody knows what the hell you're All right, talking well, go about. Right? Go, go ahead, as, as Larry Monson would say. You know, let's get the picture. Okay, get the picture, dog fans. Last okay, this actually happened back in May, but it just came up again this week. For those of you who don't live in Athens, let me just give you a little flavor of the kind of thing we have going on. It has nothing to do with football, but I still think it's a funny story. Back in like Well, wasn't April, there a tackle involved? There was a tackle involved. Okay. Back in April, there's a kid who's on campus and the Georgia Methodist Student Union is having a mixer called Ninjas versus Pirates. And half the people Now let's get this straight too. <laughs> this kid is like Chris Farley's twin. This kid looks like Chris Farley. Imagine a, a pretty overweight, big blonde headed kid. He's at a church 
mixer on campus dressed as a ninja, a 300-pound blonde-headed ninja, okay? <laughs> He's leaving the Methodist Student Union mixer in his ninja uniform, walking across campus to his dorm room. They're having, at the same time, a Project Safe Neighborhood meeting for all these statewide for these junior G-men or whatever, and they're all eating in Snelling Dining Hall right there on campus having lunch. A couple of these super watchful home security stars, superstars, see the ninja walking across campus and think that they're on... And thinking there was an invasion. <laughs> Ninjas are attacking the University <laughs> of Georgia. So they go tearing out of the dining hall and holler at this ninja to freeze. Now, he thinks, obviously, it's got to be some of his buddies joking with him or something. So he doesn't freeze. And the junior GBIs spring into action and slam this ninja to the ground, having, I guess they thought they were stopping this infestation of ninja. Now, forget for a moment that it's 1230 midday on a sunny spring day. The sun is out. It's noon. It's lunchtime. And they yeah, spied a ninja. ninjas only come out at night, don't they? <laughs> Unless you're a unless you're a GBI, a junior GBI, then you've got to stop every ninja that you see. So anyway, that's just a little thing that came up this week because the ninja is now formally requesting a apology from the Georgia Bureau of Investigation because well, he I thought thinks, it was the ATF. Or yeah, it was the ATF, but it was like this Georgia Bureau of, of ATF or something. It wasn't the real federal ATF, I don't think. I think it was the Georgia Division. It was just like a bunch of ATF wannabes. <laughs> I'm telling you what, they took the ninja down. So, well, I'll tell you know, what. Okay, we got to get I back just, on you message. Know, it's, it's just good to see our tax dollars at work. <laughs> they tackled a ninja. How would you like to go you back know, and, to the... And put a, you know, they're going to nip that, that in the butt. Oh. You know, we ain't having any ninjas on the University of Georgia. <laughs> How would you like to be one of these guys? You know, when they get back to their station house or their headquarters or whatever, don't you know those guys are getting the... They're getting... They're, can you imagine I, the talk? I hope so. Can you imagine the are, talk around the station I mean, house? Those those guys are dog vendors. They're just absolute idiots. And it was like six of them. Six of them. They took the, the ninja down. But anyway, okay, we're off the topic here. Back to all SEC. Martres Milner, right. Milner, Tony Taylor, and Trey Battle selected by the coaches as second team all SEC All Americans. But Dan Inman, first team All American. Talk to me, old dog. What do you think about Tony Taylor being second team, Dan Inman being first team? Well, I, it's it's unbelievable. Do you have any I comments? Mean, Is there anything no, to say about that? You know, it's just I, I think I think the guys that are making those decisions do really need to be in AA. I'm telling you what. I mean, there's some there's some serious drinking going on. There's no doubt about it. You know, it. to to think, you know, as as good a person as he may be, you know, to think that there's only one tight end better in the entire SEC than old frying pan hands, what Marquez Milner, is ridiculous. And, and you know, to and to think that Dan Inman 
just because he's big, you know, has never seen a, you know, has never seen a personal foul he didn't like. <laughs> I know. Has or, never got a you know, snap count or a false, You know, or a false start, you know, right. that he wouldn't jump at. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's and, just, it's just crazy. And, and those kind of, those kind of awards have kind of gone like the way of the Heisman. You know, who gives a damn? Right. And speaking of which, one other thing, too. I just want to come with, with sincere, on the offensive side of the ball and on the defensive side of the ball, players of the year, old dog. I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but I'm telling you, Tony Taylor has not gotten Tony Taylor was, the kind was of recognition that he deserves. And he's not gotten the recognition that he deserves, man. Tony Taylor, no. I want you to know, from he, us guys here at the Dogcast, six floors underneath Sanford Stadium, Tony Taylor, you're a badass in our book, buddy. We and you're, believe you're number in you. one, and you're welcome in the bunker anytime. You are welcome in the bunker. And on the offensive side of the ball, Brandon Sutherland, you can come down here and have a beer with us in the bunker anytime, buddy. You're Those damn two right, guys, even if you're underage. Even if you're underage, man. Because you know what? If you're over 18, if you're old enough to be a student at the University of Georgia, you're old enough to drink beer in the bunker. That's just our That's policy. That's right. Just don't, just don't dress in a ninja outfit and jog. Yeah. <laughs> By God, don't <laughs> run on campus in a ninja outfit. They will bust your ass. Oh, my gosh. Okay, dog fans, let's wrap this thing up. A couple more things. I've got two videos, two important videos. I know um, – we got a couple out there in Colorado that loves when we put videos on the website. I got two great ones. One's going to make you smile. One's going to make you cry. One is a 2006 look back at the season, a retrospective. It's totally going to get you amped up. Is that up. the one that's going to make us cry? No, that's the one that's going to make you smile. Oh. <laughs> there are segments oh, of that man, video that's going to make you cry. <laughs> no, Holy there's cow. another well, you one. Must- you must not have like the Kentucky game or the Tennessee game or I tell you know, you what, Vanderbilt in there, do you? There's one play in the video from the Kentucky game, one play. But anyway, there's another video, a feel-good piece that will just help you really take to home how great a coach Coach Rick is. Um, I got a feel-good piece video on the website, so everybody check it out at dogcast.com. Dogcast.com, dogcast.net, we are everywhere. Go to iTunes, type in Georgia Bulldogs, we're everywhere. And if you want to call us, we're at 706-534-1516, and you can email us. Email Old Dog and tell him uh, what you think about his comments on the show at dogcast at gmail.com. And final note of the show, Astrid. Astrid G.A. Palomares, I want you to know... We're going to be bringing the Virginia Tech information for you. We're not doing our pregame bowl game show yet, but when we bring the bowl game show, you'll know it. And we've got everything you guys have ever wanted to know about the Hokies. We're going. That's right. The bad boy. The bad boys of the Mid Atlantic. The bad boys of the Mid Atlantic. We've got everything you ever wanted to know about the Hokies, including why you shouldn't be scared of them. So, uh, dog fans, we're going to take it out of here. Old dog, what else you got for this show, buddy? Man, that's about it. Uh, you know, again, we'll talk a little. We'll have a few more shows, you know, some bowl shows. We'll go over some of the bowl games in general, talk about ours specifically, uh, talk a little bit more recruiting, all leading up to probably the show that most people just dream about year after year, the big kicker show. 
Oh, the kicker show. Which, you know, people made fun of us last year, old dog, for doing the kicker show. But by God, they're not making fun of our kicker show anymore, are they? No, special they're not. Teams, they call them special teams for a reason, baby. Those That's kickers right. are important. So on that sobering note, old dog, me and you and our ninja friends, um, Donatello, Michelangelo, we're out of here, man. Dog fans, Merry Christmas. Everybody have a great holiday. We'll see you again before Christmas. But anyway, I just want to get it out there. You guys have a happy holiday season. Dog fans. Go out, buy us a present. You've got the address. Send it. We'll (laughs) take it. Yeah, exactly. One Sanford Stadium place, Athens, Georgia, 30606. That's not a real address. Don't send us anything there. Just Just address it to the bunker, Athens, Georgia. It'll get to us. It'll get to us. That's right. Dog fans, keep it tight. Go dogs. What I am needing.